0: Join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at one rental at a Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? Uh, we are talking with Matt, the mortgage guy, who we talk to every Wednesday. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing well. So one of the things that we talk to you about all the time is you know where rates go, and we we know rates are up a, a little bit. But uh, I wanted to talk to you about something that I have seen historically and I think it will happen again, but you know the data will come out. Historically speaking, when I have seen interest rates tick up, you know, it, and they haven't done this a lot in my career because 20 years they've basically been going down if you look at it over a, a long view, but they have had moments where they go up and down. Every time they've done that historically, it actually kicks people in the pants and gets them off the sidelines, right? Something about rates going lower, people are not as focused, right? The rates will go lower tomorrow. I'll, I'll be ready. But once those rates tick up or they, they go up an eighth or heaven forbid, a quarter, I've actually seen that activity pull the demand off the sidelines and suddenly people go, I need to buy something now. I'm, I'm curious. Are you sensing that in your business today uh, at all?
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's happening with both refinance and purchase ah, and, interesting. Um, you know, like you said, people get lulled to sleep when it's just, oh, they tick down, tick down, tick down. And people that I've had pre-approved for six months, you know, they might be gung-ho and see houses for a couple of weeks and then take a break. And then, you know, a month and a half later, hey, can I get some updated scenarios? And when it's, you know, 2.8, 2.73, 2.67, for them, it's like, oh, great, rates are going down. But then all of a sudden it's like, I show them something at 3.1. It's like, what happened? And like you said, that's like, a quick little shot of urgency where, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it went up and now my payments $80 more per month for the same purchase price. What the, what the mind automatically does for a lot of people is pictures the worst case scenario, right? Mm. Oh my gosh. Like I'm at the near the top of my budget at 2100 a month. If I wait any longer, it's going to be 2400 a month. Maybe I won't even qualify. I got to buy a house. And so, um, As if we didn't already have enough demand, right? Like let's, let's add the little urgency factor to it. My hope, and I'm an eternal optimist. So, you know, don't count this as as (laughs) anything that's supported by data is that, you know, if we can get a spring market that brings us a little bit more inventory, that you know, that comes along just as some, you know, all these folks that are trying to get into houses and maybe have a little bit of extra urgency because yeah. of, of what rates may or may not do. And, and actually rates have settled, you know, we saw, uh, gosh, what was that? Was that February 14th? It was somewhere near mid-February where rates kind of fell off a cliff, mm-hmm. um, f- by falling off a cliff. I mean, you know, red candlesticks, which means higher rates. Mm -hmm. And um, after a two week run, you know, most lenders will call it a bloodbath where for all intents and purposes, it was three eighths of a percent. It wasn't, you know, that terrible. Um, After that, they've actually come back a little bit. And it's so funny, you know, how you know, no matter how smart you are or no matter how much I pay attention, it's like, okay, I can tell you that it tracks with the 10 year treasury. It's been floating like between one, five and one, six, the 10 year and rates have come down. And so I'm like, (laughs) I I don't know. You know, it's like the stock market, like, like somebody trying to pretend like they know what's going to happen in the stock market. Like it's, it's not necessarily a perfect science. Right. And so, you know, since that since that uptick in February, rates have, have come down and settled a little bit. And hopefully they're they're fairly settled. We all know, or at least me and you do, that all the functions of the Fed and all the spending and all the buying of mortgage-backed securities, they've got levers they can pull to control it. And my thought is, and what they've said out loud, we want to keep rates low for this foreseeable future. And so I've got some faith in that where I would tell people, you know you shouldn't have some sense of urgency where rates are going to be 5% in April. There's literally no chance, you know? And if they're 3% now and you missed out on 2.7, look at the historical, you know, and and you missed that little tiny dip, that bottom. I talked to a lot of people too. and, And for whatever reason, there's no going back. There's no controlling it. But I talked to a guy yesterday and we're looking at it. Refinance makes all the sense in the world. And I think we were looking at a 15 year, at like 2.35 and he's like well what was the bottom though matt and ah. he wants me to tell him like what he missed out on and i'm like well 235 is no points for your scenario if we're if we're looking at apples to apples like what you could get without paying any points you probably could have got 2.1 so it's a quarter of a, a point right. and for a guy who's in a 4.25 30 who's going to a like." If it's 2.35 or 2.1, it's still an amazing deal. And everybody's yeah. scenario is different for somebody who wants to pay off and go to 15. It's, it's a really good looking loan. Yeah. And, you know, I told him his answer, but it's like, why do you even want to look at like, yeah. Oh, why do you want- where could I, where, where's, where's the bottom where I could have bought Apple? Could I have bought Apple at $4 a share? Well, of course you could have, but if you got it at 19 and now
0: it's one ninety, yeah.
1: you still are winning.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's hilarious. Well, one of the things that I think is coming, and I hope it comes as well, because I think we need more balance in all markets, is the spring selling season. We clearly didn't have one last year, right? We're just about to the year anniversary of celebrating the, the lockdowns in California. And I think it's going to happen. I think there's a lot of move up buyers that are like, you know what? Last year, we went to Lowe's and Home Depot and painted our bedrooms. But now I got more equity because, right, I mean, Sacramento's probably up 10%, 15% from last year. Mm -hmm. So they got more equity. I think we're going to see a lot of trade-ups, which is interesting because there are two transactions, right? They sell one, they buy one. A lot of transactions last year, at least many of them were first-time buyers, which is just straight up absorption, right? They're just taking one off the market, right? They're getting themselves on the property ladder. Uh, So I do think, I think we're going to see the mother of all spring selling seasons, lots of inventory coming. And I think we're weeks away. I think it's right around April 1st. April 2nd, you know, early April that people are going to go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be first to market. So that's what I think is coming, but no, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I mean, there,
1: cause there's plenty of people too, that, you know, me thinking about the average client I talk to and their financial situation, you know, a lot of times people, even if they have great six figure incomes, the, the main issue holding them back from maybe buying the house that they really like is down payment. Mm -hmm. But we've got plenty of people, if they bought in 16, 17, even 18, they put 5% down, Mike. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, I've got 190,000 in equity. And the house that they really wanted to buy was 650,000. But in order to make it a payment they could afford, they'd have to put 20% down. They would have never saved 150 grand, you know, based on just how they manage their money but they make 170,000 the the mortgage payment might be comfortable and, and like you said that's a, a a certain demographic that i think for sure is on the move they're selling the house that they bought for 310 that's now worth 525 5 exactly. years later and they're they're banking you know that maybe not banking it but they're taking 150 putting it down on the house that cost 650 because exactly. you know tons of factors they had another kid they want a home office, they want a home gym, they're, you know, taking care of grandma who's moving in, there's a tons of different reason why people want more house. But um, that is something to look out for, too. Because I was interested, a lot of times, without seeing stats, I just through conversations, and, you know, the amount of people that run through our system, I kind of see different trends. Mm -hmm. And it's surprising to me, it used to be like if you're entry level and if in Sacramento, if that's three to 400, if in your market, that's two to three in some of the higher price markets entry might be six to seven, whatever it is, that's always what's in the most demand. And that's the mm-hmm. most competitive, hardest to get. What I started seeing lately was kind of that move up market Interesting was as competitive or nearly as competitive as the first time buyer market. So if, if four to 500 is the entry point in Sacramento and five to six or six to seven is kind of the move up buyer or like the mm-hmm. next, you know, yeah.
0: the property ladder. step up. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was so surprised because I, I used to advise clients. I used to tell them if they're buying a $650,000 house, well, You know, it's a seller's market. It's competitive, but it's not as competitive up here because not as many people can afford it at 400, you're going against 20 offers. And then I start seeing 15 offers at 650 and I'm like, holy crap, what's going on? And so, you know, that's probably a function of a ton of different things. Like you said, there's move up buyers. I think it's also a function of, you know, the way people are looking at housing is different. And if they're going to work from home, they need space. And they need a home office and they want a home gym and all the other stuff that goes along with, you know, kind of the, the change of the home work dynamic that we've seen over the last year.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think, and again, just to kind of wrap this all up with all the stuff going out there, there's no chance we have a real estate crash in 2021. Too much demand, not enough inventory. Fed's going to keep rates low. The foreclosure process takes over nine months. I mean, All these people talking about a crash this year just don't know basic math.
1: Yeah, I've actually, I've had a lot of good conversations and my latest thing is like, hey, listen, I am, I am open to changing my mind. I am Mm. open to new information coming in, me processing it. And so I've, I've, I've tried, I've tried really hard to say, okay, show me all the sky is falling disaster. You know, how many people are behind on their mortgage? I want to see it. And, you know, if, if I've been nudged at all, Mike, it's like, okay, maybe there is more people in trouble than I initially thought. But like you said, that doesn't happen in three months or six months. That happens over nine, 12, 18, 24 months. And so if there is, you know, pending disaster correction, it's far out. And here's something I'll say to that. I'd love to put like numbers to it and math to it. So I'll probably make a video on my channel. But if you're waiting, this is like the, the, most common YouTube response to somebody. Nope, I'm waiting for the market to correct. I'm going to wait until things go on sale. And so like that's everyone's MO if they're not ready or or buying a house right now. And I want to show people some math where if you see 8 to 10% appreciation in 20, 21, 22, half of 23, Mm -hmm. and then things correct by 20%. And part of the reason they correct by 20% is because rates are now 5%. Here, pre the 28% run up versus here after the 20%, you know, decline at 5%, you're so much better off here. It's not even
0: close. Oh, it's vastly different. People don't understand. All these young entertainers on YouTube point at a graph and say, hey, look, prices in 2021 are like prices in 08. I'm like, you guys are just idiots. It's not. (laughs) There's nothing about a price in, in a house that is part of this equation. It's all payment. And I promise you a payment at 2.8 is a lot different than 6.5. It's just, and oh, by the way, incomes are up in the last 13 years as well. So,
1: right, yeah. A cheeseburger this, is more expensive in 2021
0: than it was in 1995. I promise you. you. Yeah, I think so. Exactly. <laughs> <You It's> think? <laughs> kind of so yeah, I think, I think overall, I think the Fed's going to keep rates low in 2021. I think demand is, is going to be there. Even if it falls a little bit, it, instead of 20 offers, it'll be 12. You still got a single asset moving and you got millennials coming in. I think that's a trend, right? They're in their thirties now or increasingly cre- increasing numbers of them are in their thirties. So yeah, I, I see, I see single family homes being another good year.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm with you on that. Even though I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take as much as I can from the other side, just, just, just not to there. keep, keep my, <laughs> keep my mind open.
0: Yeah. Very <laughs> cool, man. Any closing thoughts on this or how people can get a hold of you if they want to ask questions?
1: is that my internet? Come on internet.
0: Oh, there he is.
1: Yep. Any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. I guess my internet froze, huh? Yep. Oh, it's unstable. Gosh. I Sorry hear you just that. fine. Go ahead. Okay. Cool. Um closing thoughts is that um you know, rates are still historically low. Mm-hmm. Any anybody who, you know, buys into There's urgency because of rates, that's not the reason. If you're looking to buy and it's a good time for you to buy, I think that's what that's what I've I've been trying to preach to people is it's it's not a matter of timing the market or whether it's the best time rates-wise, purchase price-wise, or any of that. It's personal. Like if you're ready, if you've been, you know, preparing yourself and as an investor, you're ready to buy. Then it's the right time to buy. If you're an individual who's, you know, buying something as a primary residence and you're ready, you've got down payment, reserve funds, the income, it's all that stuff aligns for you. Then don't look at the graph of, of real estate prices or anything like that to say, you know, that's my entry point. Your entry point is when you're ready, not when the market tells you that it's a perfect time. Because ideally, if you're following this channel and you're like me, it's not your own it's not your only real estate purchase in your life. Right. Right. And so, you know, buy, buy one here, buy one here, buy one there, buy one here, buy one here. You know, it's like a dollar cost averaging thing in in the stock market. Same kind of idea. Just buy real estate when you're ready.
0: Very cool. I love that closing. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate
1: it. Yep. All right. Good talking to you, brother.
0: Mm-hmm.